I went to art school, so I didn't go to business school. So we're learning a lot how to run the business more efficiently and not just be, hey, let's put out a cool T-shirt. <laughs> kind of thing. It's, it's, it's become more than that. And, you know, having, you know, getting married, having two kids during this whole business has put a different perspective on things. So it's more than cool T-shirts. It's, you know, about um, creating good livelihoods, not only for myself, my wife and my family, but to the greater Cleveland clothing family that we have. Let's discover the Cleveland entrepreneurial ecosystem. We are telling the stories of its entrepreneurs and those supporting them. Welcome to the Lay of the Land podcast, where we are exploring what people are building in Cleveland. I am your host, Jeffrey Stern, and today I had the pleasure of speaking with Michael Kabinsky, the founder and owner of Cleveland Clothing Company. From printing tees in a basement to the best of Cleveland, Cleveland Clothing Company has been spreading Cleveland pride one t-shirt at a time since 2008. They are independent, local, and family-owned, a one-stop shop for Cleveland-themed graphic tees, apparel, accessories, gifts, and more. Founded by two lifelong friends, one a graphic designer who had always dreamed of starting a t-shirt company, and the other an entrepreneur who was looking for a fun new opportunity, one fateful night over some beers, chili, and burgers at one of their favorite spots, Whitney's in Richfield, Ohio. They decided to put their money where their mouth was and come up with a plan. They purchased a screen printing press, some blank t-shirts, and got to work on a couple of designs. And Cleveland Clothing Company was born. They started a website and used social media to get the word out and spent $50 on business cards, which they left around local businesses. Word began to spread, and the company was literally spreading Cleveland pride one t-shirt at a time as the guys screened and shipped the shirts themselves. And the rest is somewhat history, as they say, history which we will cover in our conversation today. So please enjoy my conversation with Michael Kabinsky. You know, Cleveland Clothing Company is, I feel like, one of the the strongest pro-Cleveland brands I, I've come across. There's a real, you know, staple presence right in the heart of downtown you know, did, did you always have this vision of, of championing the city and, and the brand of Cleveland? I would love to learn more about, you know, how you came to start this company and, and where that, that inspiration kind of stemmed from. I mean, well, you know, growing up in Cleveland, you, you learn to love it. And, you know, and you know, as, as you say, like, was it my dream all the time? Like, not when I was five years old, no, I wanted to <laughs> play sports or be, you know, something else but I'm you know as I grew up and went off to college um, I you know went to it was went to Ohio Wesleyan studied fine art and uh, eventually ended up becoming a graphic designer um, but you know in prior or after or after graduation um, you know did the normal trying to find myself kind of thing and worked in retail and got into retail management so I worked for you know, learned how like learned the ropes of running a store and kind of like a business and then went back to school to be a graphic designer. So once I graduated again for being a graphic designer, I got um, a job locally for a consumer goods brand. And if you guys have ever used like Gugon, um, I designed packaging labels for the brand Gugon amongst other uh, brands that may not be as notable as that, but that's where this kind of all this story kind of all starts. So I was hired on for that company and I was the lowly uh, junior designer and I was relegated to the backs of the packaging, backs of the bottles. So a lot of black and white work, not very creative, 
And um, I just kind of needed a creative outlet, if you will. And I always wanted to learn how to screen print. So I had some extra cash in my pocket and thought that I would design or not design, I'm sorry, I would uh, purchase a screen printing press, um, some screens and t-shirts and learn how to screen print. And from there, I was like, how do I make something cool out of this? Um, you know, I was in Akron at the time or knew about the company Rubber City Clothing, and they basically do what we do here in Cleveland or Cleveland Clothing for Akron. Um, I was like, and at the time in 2008, I looked at Cleveland and I didn't really see anything there that was on the positive and pride aspect of Cleveland. <laughs> and I saw basically kind of a hole and I'm like, why don't we make Cleveland pride t-shirts kind of like what they're doing at rubber city. So I came up with some designs, you know, this is 2008. So MySpace was cool. I started a CLE clothing, MySpace page had my friends friend it and then have their friends and so on and so forth. And it just kind of, grew from a creative outlet and a hobby at the time. Wow. So it's it kind of a real grassroots initiative at the onset. Yeah. Everything was uh, super organic. You know, I put the designs up and, you know, people would like it or whatever. And we would, I, then we built a website and big, luckily I didn't have to have much knowledge, you know, things, apps and other websites were trying to, do this entrepreneurial spirit. So there's a company called Big Cartel, um, which was just an online shopping cart. And you could just build your website around that. And it was super easy to get businesses off the ground. Um, so we started a Big Cartel site and uh, put our designs up. And everything was really pre-order. So we would take uh, orders over two weeks and then have a screen printing party. And it was in my friend's basement. He had a house <laughs> at the time. So I would go over every two weeks you know, buy our supplies and print, have a screen printing party and print everyone's shirts and then ship them out the next day. And so as our tagline is spreading Cleveland pride, one t-shirt at a time, we were literally doing that in 2008. Wow. And then did at that point, you know, when you're having these screen printing parties in, in your friend's basement, you know, did you have a vision for what it looks a little bit more like today with the whole retail presence across, you know, a whole geography of, of Cleveland and greater Cleveland or how, how are you thinking about, about it at that point? At that time I was just having fun and I, I was having fun making something cool that people wanted. Um, wasn't really thinking about the future or anything. Like I just, I still wanted to pursue like graphic design career and become an art director, creative director and things like that. Yeah. It didn't come till much later that, you know, when we, you know, Actually, it was only a year and a half later when we opened our first store. <laughs> and then just just so we could get out of the basement and my friend's office, actually. <laughs> so in that journey, at what point, because you mentioned it was just you know, a year, year and change later, at what point do you think like, all right, maybe, maybe we take this a little bit more seriously than just the fun that, that we're having here? <laughs> I mean, well, so we did the first year in 2008, we did like a couple festivals. We did a holiday, I guess it was a festival, a holiday, holiday bazaar. So like the Cleveland Bazaar, which still exists. I, mean, I think they still have um, events at Market Square outside of Ohio City and then a yeah, holiday yeah, market. For sure. um, so we did their holiday market that year and we printed about 300 shirts and sold probably almost 
two thirds of that the first day. We kind of knew that we were onto something. And I say we, I was my friend who was in the basement helped me out. So, <laughs> or who had the basement um, helped me out. So we knew we were onto something, but I obviously, yeah, I still wanted it just to be a fun hobby. And, you know, we weren't making, making money, you know, we're paying ourselves. We were just, everything that we made went back into the business to make more cool t-shirts that to make, basically, I just wanted to make something cool. <laughs> and so, you know, the next following year, we actually opened up a, like a cart or a kiosk cart at South Park mall and actually had nine employees during the holidays. And that's where it kind of got a little more serious, I guess. I wasn't, we weren't really involved on the day to day. We just kind of had a, like a point person there that was, that used to work in retail and she managed everything for us. Um, so, and we were just like managing the stocking and getting the inventory in there. But that kind of took off and we did some more summer fest, some festivals during the summertime. And we were at the Waterloo Arts Festival and we saw, um, you know, a vacant storefront across from our tent. And mm. we were like, oh, we just asked kind of like the neighborhood and like, what's the lease on that? What's the rent look like there? And to our surprise, it was really cheap. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah, currently we we're storing all of our stuff at my friend's office. Um, and, you know, he, his boss kind of wanted everything out of there <laughs> as quickly as possible. So we, we had an employee and we had now in place to store all of our online stuff. And also then at the same time, have a storefront. That storefront was called Native Cleveland. Um, so we kind of invented a boutique or just like a little, you know, local shop to house uh, CLE clothing, but also people we met all along the way at all these markets and festivals. So we invited, so we kind of wanted to hide our brand to make it more real, I guess. Mm. <laughs> Or whatever, what's the right word, you know, more relevant, I guess, instead of just opening up a Cleveland clothing store. So, and then also have other, you know, be able to support other local um, entrepreneurs just like ourselves to have in that store. And then, you know, maybe just a year later after that, the developers of East 4th Street had been walking down, you know, looking at Waterloo and they found our shop and they contacted us to come up with a concept for East 4th Street. And that's kind of how the story starts <laughs> and it gets more serious. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a, that's an incredible journey. So it's, it's really all, it's all just, it, it feels like the way you're just, it's just a kind of a natural progression of the business over time. And just people kept kind of tuning in to, to what you guys were, were putting out and just kind of organically grew with the brand. Yeah. We weren't my intention was not to force anything because you know you never know what can happen if you we didn't want to invest too much into it and you know all of a sudden you know, we're in too deep and it you know didn't it doesn't work um so when it happened it just happened naturally and we didn't force it and it just you know it kind of was all good and you know don't want to say lucky but lucky like you know yeah. Well, I think in a lot of ways, and I, you know, we can talk a little bit about this, but it, it was kind of filling this void that you mentioned of like Cleveland pride and right. Cause it, you imagine, you know, perhaps there was some stuff already available maybe on the, on the other side of the spectrum, <laughs> but there, there's this idea of, right. Like really, you know, defending Cleveland and, and having pride in the city. And I think your brand really celebrates that, but yeah, I'd love to just get your perspective on, you know, Cleveland's own self-perception and the brand and just kind of the, the, the energy that, that you were bringing to, uh, to the city. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, Cleveland is a very, very proud town, and we like to show that pride. Uh, we defend Cleveland as you know as much as we can. We don't we don't like being but the butt of the joke, and but we also have a great sense of humor, and we can make fun of ourselves. And we kind of took all of that and put it inside of our brand. Um, so we do have designs that you know crack a joke or kind of have a campy humor you know, our Burning River Surf Club or Dead Man's Curves, things like that. And we use that and, you know, it's, you know, it's turned out really well. Um, people identify with it and it, you know, some, it creates conversation. It's just been a cool journey so far. Yeah. No, I, cause you, you guys really do now have this, this strong presence downtown and it, it's just kind of part of the, I feel like the, the scaffolding of, of of East Fourth and of downtown Cleveland, <laughs> yeah, we we kind of pride ourselves as the unofficial gift shop, but we are the gift shop, <laughs> <laughs> right. especially being next to the visitor center. Uh, so we get locals and tourists alike, and you know, my wife, who also works for the company, um, was working at the downtown store one summer, and she's like, I think I heard five different languages today. So that was a, a pretty cool thing to see. Um, people visiting from all over the world coming to Cleveland. Yeah, no, that's, that's incredible. So what, what is the, from, from your perspective as a designer, what is the, the whole approach to, you know, the actual design process? What, is it, what does that look like? Um, I mean, when we started out, it was just looking at the history and, you know, and like trends and, you know, sports. Cleveland is a big sports town. So like we can't deny that. <laughs> We have, you know, we do sports shirts um, and that's, you know, been a big driver to our brand. But we like to look at, you know, Cleveland as a whole and, you know, it's got a, it's gritty, um, it's rock and roll. It's, it's, it's a whole bunch of things, you know, from the orchestra, the art museums to the, the restaurants, et cetera, you know, and we look at all of that and, you know, we pride ourselves as a brand that we're not just a we're not going to sell sports shirts. We can sell, we can do designs for anything and they're going to be welcomed and um, well-liked. Have you, I'm just curious, have you like experimented with, with certain items, clothing, apparel, otherwise that, that, uh, that, that haven't worked out? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but I'm trying to remember like, I, I try to push those out of my mind so it's we talk to I would Im- I imagine you would. <laughs> Why is this not selling? <laughs> um, yeah, it's not coming to me right now. I'm sure I could figure something out, but um, oh, no, no, a lot no. of stuff does work, but sometimes it just doesn't. Getting too yeah, like getting too vague. You can't just put Cleveland on anything. <laughs> that right. That's it's, that's not sufficient. It's necessary. Yeah. We but. we like to be creative and add like a little you know, how they put Easter eggs in movies and things like that. Like if it's, we like to put different things within our designs. Um, and if it becomes too plain, then it's just too plain and it doesn't work. And Cleveland definitely notices that. <laughs> like our first vacation in Cleveland shirt, which was during, during a, like probably about the end of the last recession where people were doing staycations. So we came up with a vacation in Cleveland design and, you know, there was a little, it was a, Edgewater beach scene. There's a little rat kind of inserted there somewhere. And instead of a seagull, we used a buzzard. Um, but it was, is basically a vintage beach shirt that you would find, you know, at Myrtle beach or anywhere in Florida in a gift shop. But there are like little kind of changes in there that we added. 
just to have that campy humor. <laughs> Maybe catch us up to the present. So if you know, if if we've gotten as far as the development of the the East Fourth location, you know, what what does the company look like now, and how are you thinking about expansion, the different opportunities? Um, well, yeah, we opened up the East Fourth store um, in 2011. That was the time where everyone was, on the media and everyone was saying like, oh, d- downtown's going to die because LeBron has left. Right. And everyone on East 4th Street took that personally, personally, and we decided to thrive instead of die. So I think that's when the renaissance really took hold of downtown and we decided that we're going to be cool and we're going to be a place to come hang out and come to visit. Um, so, you know, our store kind of grew and took off. And what we saw, we actually saw a dip in our online sales when we opened our downtown store. And we saw people who live in like Chicago, New York, or expats um, all over the country or the world were coming, waiting to not order their shirts, but to come home when they visit <laughs> to buy their shirts. So we actually saw an increase of in-store sales, which was very awesome and heartwarming to see. And from there, you know, our staff grew. Um, we got offers to open new stores. Again, not never seeking out anything, um, which has been kind of key for us. Um, we've always been invited or asked, like, hey, how would you like to open a store here? So we opened a store in University Circle. Um, and then um, we had a, we always called it Summer in the Suburbs, where we had a cart at Crocker Park, which turned into a miniature shop, which we still have today. And then we've moved on to open stores in Shaker Heights at the Van Aken District. Um, and we've actually gone to Akron at Summit Mall. Um, so at the height of our business, pre-COVID, we had almost 55 employees and you know good standing. Um, now we're about 25 to 30. Um, more, you know, the pandemic kind of made us rethink our business and we kind of have drawn back on how we operate just to be more leaner and meaner. But, you know, we're looking to grow again internally as we come out of this. Yeah. Yeah. What, what have been some of the, the kind of lessons learned and, and how you're, you know, perhaps thinking about what the future looks like right now, or, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on, <laughs> um, you know, a lot has changed over the past two and a half years. So um, costs of, supply cost and all of that and supply issues that have, you know, have caused some issues here and there, but, you know, overall we're in a good position to, we're just focused on being efficient in our business, you know, learning, I went to art school, so I didn't go to business school. So we're learning a lot how to run the business more efficiently and not just be, Hey, let's put out a cool t-shirt. <laughs> kind of thing. It's, it's, it's become more than that. And, you know, having, you know, getting married, having two kids during this whole business has put a different perspective on things. So it's more than cool t-shirts. It's, you know, about, um, creating good livelihoods, not only for myself, my wife and my family, but to the greater Cleveland clothing family that we have. So we have two employees that just celebrated 10 years with us. They started as store associate associates. And now they, you know, they've been working in the home office for the past five years as our human resources and purchasing director. So um, that's a huge milestone that I never saw that I'd be at. So when you look back at 2008, I'm like, I'm the boss and it's a weird position sometimes. <laughs> no, that's, that's incredible. 
how how is the I guess the the entrepreneurial journey for yourself, uh, you know, having your background in in something, you know, pretty unrelated, you know, perhaps to to the space that that you're in as a as an operator, as a as a leader of the organization, as as you know, building the company. Right. Um, I mean, to start out, it was frankly pretty easy. <laughs> we weren't <laughs> our because I mean, we were on we were we were something cool and new and a lot of things just took off for us. So, um, that was the easy part. I think, you know, 2020 was the challenge and the years after that have become the challenge where I've had to grow as a business owner and a person and, a, and as a leader, um, to navigate those waters to make sure that we're all going to be okay or we are all okay. And we, you know, get through and survive. <laughs> which yeah. we did. And we're very proud that we came out in a very, very good and fortunate position. Yeah, no, I'm, I am uh, as excited. <laughs> um, I had, I had just, uh, picked up a shirt with my, with my buddy before we went to, you know, a guardians game and it's just, it's, it's nice to have. <laughs> yeah. I, a few other are things I just want to kind of ask about and, and get your perspective on it's kind of more meta as topics, but you know, you mentioned kind of just the, the, the mentality of, of Cleveland, even specifically East fourth, you know, this fear, you know, of LeBron leaving, you know, <laughs> how are we going to make it? And just kind of doubling down on, on the whole like Cleveland pride kind of message. What have you observed change or, or not changed, but just what have your observations been of like, that self-perception over the, the last decade or, or so? I mean, it's I, just like the downtown landscape just changing, like just the construction of apartments and buildings and all of that, like it presents a, like a source of pride. Like we're, we're in a resurgence and Cleveland is always been cool, but it couldn't be cooler. <laughs> it's a very, very proud town. The people are what makes it the best um, I always remember the he- newspaper headline after the RNC um, in 2016 um, when, you know, they, ex- you know, the line was like, we expected a riot and got a, a neighborhood party or something like that. And I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I totally ruined what that said. A block party. <laughs> we expected a riot and got a block party. And that was just the downtown, you know, residents and the people of Cleveland showing up and, this is our town and like any event that comes to town, everyone is expecting, like not expecting to, you know, receive what they, you know, what they get and they're expecting, you know, dark and dreary and rusty town and they get something totally different. Um, I think one of the things out of the NFL draft was like, Hey, they have a beach. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that went into one of our summer, our, our, our big, that year's vacation in Cleveland design, which was more of like a motel-esque design, like a neon, like blinking sign, and it said, you know, you know, TV available or cable TV, and we have a beach. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think it's those kind of things where like what people outsiders say, and we can actually like take it with a grain of salt and have some fun with it. <laughs> yeah. So I think you know, just the people are, is what makes the city the best. Um, and that's what we love about it. What what have been some of your your favorite designs over over the years? Just coming up with just 
I'm, you know, I'm a humor tea kind of guy. So just coming up with like funny things, whether, you know, I mean, it was the Bernie River Surf Club inventing a surfing club that then a year later finding out there's actual surfers on Lake Erie. <laughs> Doing the vacation in Cleveland shirts. The shirt that blew up the most was, you know, you know well, as far as social media, <laughs> you know, growing up with social media with this brand has been really fun. And, you know, going on Instagram and having our first thing that ever had a thousand likes was the I like Cleveland before it was cool t-shirt and I designed it and we didn't know how it was going to be responded to. And it got a thousand likes in an hour <laughs> and we were like, Holy crap, <laughs> we better print more of these. So, you know, those things are, you know, just coming up with just funny and fun and interesting things to do like that people can get a kick out of, but also, you know, doing thing, you know, doing some philanthropy as well, like working with the, um, food bank, um, during the pandemic, you know, those things also, and, you know, the other things that we do that really impact the community, you know, it's kind of a, we, we have both things that what we try to do and have fun and do good. Yeah. Having fun and doing good. That's yeah. can't, can't ask for much more in the process. <laughs> well, so I think we, we've covered a lot of different topics here. I'd love to, as you reflect on the the journey and, and process of of building Cleveland Company over the last few years, you know, are there are there parts that we haven't really touched on yet that you, that you think are are important as part of the the, the journey, or, or just you know anything you would want to kind of share? I mean, I think you know our community engagement and like community give back that we you know we started like we've always tried to engage the community as much as possible, and then you know once we got in the position of being like, hey, we should really do something to impact our, you know, our local communities. Like, um, like 2017, maybe we started, um, it's, you know, by you buy, you, we give, and we started, you know, for each hoodie, um, knit hat and pair of socks, we sold that Christmas season, we would donate a pair and the donations went to local organizations that, you know, that work with the unsheltered and, you know, have programs, whether they clothe them or, um, give them shelter and food and stuff. So th that was, you know, something very important to us. And we've tried to continue that each year since. And so we hope to, you know, do that again this year, um, as well as work with other organizations, um, such as the food bank. And then, you know, beyond that, working with landmark organizations like, like the Cleveland Public Library, the Cleveland Orchestra, the national park. Um, we even worked with the Metro parks a few years back. Um, you know, just, and each, you know, the, when we partner with them, there's, we either choose, uh, you know, one of their, what's the best word? You yeah. Know, one, one of their initiatives, a program within their organization and we try to benefit. So, um, we've been growing that over, you know, this year that we've been working with a few organizations that we haven't finished the designs yet, but they'll be coming out soon um, throughout the fall and winter, and we can't wait to launch those. We just you know, like to give back and help out the community. I mean, I imagine there's kind of like an endless opportunity for you to do these kind of collabs with other local organizations to create just kind of like really cool designs around you know, what, what they're doing and, and just kind of collaborate on, on that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like some of them are are just like they're unexpected sometimes. And like, it's very cool to see the response from the community. You know, I went in, we went into like the Cleveland public library 
the hundred they we did their 150th design anniversary design and i wasn't sure how it'd be received and you know when we launched it like sold out in like less than a day i was like all right <laughs> miss 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 public library. library yeah <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta turn that back on we gotta figure this out uh, but yeah like how the community comes out and supports different things um, different, you know, landmark organizations in the community is awesome. Um, and that's, you know, again, getting back to the people of Cleveland, that's who we are and that's what we're all about. Yeah. Well, we'll keep in the, the topic here on Cleveland. I'll, I'll ask you a question that, that we ask everyone on the show, which is um, not necessarily for your favorite thing in Cleveland, but for, you know, hidden gems, something that other folks may not know about. And yeah, I feel like it's pretty in line with kind of how you think about Cleveland anyway, just kind of championing, uh, championing the, the things that, you know, are, are awesome about Cleveland. But I'll ask you this one. As far as hidden gems, are you looking for like restaurants or just any like little hidden pocket and secret? Yeah, yeah. It could be anything, you know. Could uh, be anything. Historically, you know, people have mentioned, you know, particular parts of the Metro Park, uh, right. given restaurant. The Cleveland Public Library is a is a hidden gem in and of itself. Yes, and that's what I was like thinking. So, like the third floor of the Cleveland Public Library, where the art the art books are, is a place where I used to go work. <laughs> oh yeah, hidden, yeah, free Wi Fi, and you know, it felt you know when I worked downtown, like I needed an office, and that's where I would go, and I'd be amongst the art books, and felt like I was in college again. <laughs> And just you know, <laughs> working on designs up there was pretty fun. Other than that, I think the hidden one of the hidden gems is that we have a beach, and not only that, but people people are surfing on it, and people can surf. And yeah, it is a hidden gem, and the transformation that it's had over the past I don't know how many years has been awesome. And you know, it's crowded, and it's a good thing. <laughs> it, no, it it absolutely is a good thing. Well, I just want to thank you so much for you know your your time and uh, for, for sharing the story of Cleveland Clothing Company. I think, again, it's just a, a staple and it's, it's fun to, to learn, you know, how it came to, came to be. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a pleasure being on here. Awesome. If, if folks had anything they wanted to, to follow up with you about, you know, what would be the, the best way for them to, to connect Cleveland Clothing or, or otherwise? Uh, you can go to cleclothingco.com um, you can contact us there or on our social medias um, at cleclothingco uh, don't forget the CO at the end <laughs> awesome well thank you again so much this was awesome awesome that's all for this week thank you for listening we'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show so if you have any feedback please send over an email to jeffrey at layoftheland.fm or find us on twitter at pod lay of the land or at stern jefe j-e-f-e if you or someone you know would make a good guest for our show please reach out as well and let us know and if you enjoy the podcast please subscribe and leave a review on itunes or on your preferred podcast player Your support goes a long way to help us spread the word and continue to bring the Cleveland founders and builders we love having on the show. We'll be back here next week at the same time to map more of the land. The Lay of the Land podcast was developed in collaboration with the Up Company LLC. At the time of this recording, unless otherwise indicated, we do not own equity or other financial interests in the company which appear on the show. 
All opinions expressed by podcast participants are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of any entity which employs us. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.